Hello, happy 2021 and welcome to episode number two of For Fit's Sake with me, Coach Connor. Heading into the new year, a lot of people are looking to start their fitness journeys, lose weight, get healthier, feel better and all that kind of good stuff. So today's episode will cover everything you need to know to get started on the right foot, whether that be at home, in the gym, depending on your preference or current lack of options. Thank you, government. Thank you, Boris. But anyway, let's get into it. Fitness for beginners. Right. When it comes to beginners and people starting fitness journeys, there is sadly not a lack of information, but rather a wealth of useless, made up and overly complex information. And the main issue with all this information, it tends to come in the form of massive change. Cutting out foods you love or starving yourself on a very, very low calorie diet. Repeated difficult exercises like burpees that are really only for advanced level exercises, not beginners or newbies. Purposely over complex and confusing dietary approaches. To name a few, intermittent fasting, the 16-8 method, the 5-2 diet, the warrior diet. The 1200 calories a day diet, the alternate day dieting diet. Oh yeah, they're all the same fucking thing. Hit sessions to burn body fat. <sighs> That's a whole nother episode all by itself. But I digress, because honestly it drives me a little bit mad. But that is why I've recorded this podcast, so that I can hopefully add a drop of truth into the ocean of bullshit out there. So anyway, moving past all the nonsense that is out there, let's talk about the must-haves for anyone wanting to feel better, look better, be healthier, be fitter, lose fat, whatever your goals are in the new year as a beginner. First up, and by far the most important thing that we all need to get spot on is sleep. We all need seven to nine hours a night of good quality sleep, ideally in a cool dark room so that we sleep well and sleep consistently and this really isn't up to debate you'll get people that will argue that they're fine with five hours of sleep with four hours of sleep a night and yes you can survive and function on less sleep but you will not be recovering properly and therefore the work you're putting out your brain power your ability to just do things as effectively as possible is massively reduced when you're not getting seven to nine hours a night. Next up on the list of must-haves is hydration. So this is water intake. Now, everybody needs slightly different water intakes, but rather than trying to help you calculate, a simple method is to set your intake at two liters per day and go from there. If you can drink more than two liters, that is absolutely fantastic, but two liters is the target that I like to set with most people. And no, tea and coffee do not count towards this target. Yes, tea and coffee contain water as they're made using water, but the caffeine in tea and coffee acts as a diuretic, which speeds up how quickly you'll lose water, therefore essentially cancelling the water that you're getting from that tea and coffee out completely. Number three on the must-haves is NEAT, which stands for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. 
translated basically how much you move not including exercise so walking around going to the shops walking the dog playing with your kids all that kind of little stuff that adds up throughout your day neat is massively important because it does actually have a bigger impact on your total calorie output so the amount of energy you burn on a daily basis and it can have up to three times more of an impact on the calories burned in a day when compared to exercise. So make sure you're moving throughout the day as much as you can. Number four is calorie balance. Now, if you've followed me on social media for more than five minutes, you'll be aware that I rattle on about calorie balance a fair amount, but that's because it is, at the end of the day, the deciding factor on how your body composition changes or stays the same and calorie balance in a nutshell is consuming the right amount of calories for your desired goal your desired outcome of your body composition and this means a manageable deficit in your calories for fat loss your required maintenance calories for you to stay the same weight or a small calorie surplus if you're wanting to gain weight gain muscle to work out your required calories for your goal and your level of activity, age, gender, etc., jump on the coachconnor.co.uk website, go to my calorie calculator, and it will work everything out that you need to know. And lastly, on the must-haves is consistency and patience. Any change, good or bad, takes time and repeated action. To simplify it even more, Consistency simply means having more good days, so hitting your targets and making the healthy choices you want to make, than having bad days, days where you might overeat or not move as much as you planned. Patience is realizing and accepting that one million percent you will have bad days. They're just part of life. There's no escaping them and you're never going to be perfect because we are not perfect beings. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Now, did you notice that I didn't mention anything about going to the gym or doing anything crazy with your food intake or types of food? Well, that's because you don't need to. Much, much more often than not, fat loss, muscle gain, whatever your goal is, is very straightforward. For example... When you're wanting to lose body fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit, and that's it. As long as you're in a calorie deficit for an extended period of time, your body will use stored fat as energy, and therefore that stored fat will be removed and you will lose body fat. Simple, right? Very simple. The difficult part of it is us. The struggle comes in finding the right approach, tweaking and adapting our lifestyles to both match this goal and to allow us to live our lives without having to completely change everything about ourselves. When you're looking back at these must-haves and trying to figure out how they fit into your life, the best thing to remember is that pretty much everything in life needs a foundation before it can be built upon. A house, for example, needs a physical foundation before you can put any bricks together and build the walls of your house. You need to lay that foundation. It is integral to that house being a house. When you're a kid and you're learning to write, you don't just open a book, grab a pencil and start writing paragraphs. You have to first learn how to hold the pencil. You have to learn the letters of the language you're going to be writing, learn how to structure words. That is the foundation to where now, as an adult, you can pick up a pen, 
grab a bit of paper and write multiple paragraphs without thinking twice. And leading a healthy lifestyle is no different. Even though it's pushed by a lot of questionable people online and on social media, nobody's going from doing no exercise, no activity, eating a terrible diet, and then the next day being in the gym for three hours, training six days a week, and eating perfectly. It just doesn't happen that way. So take a step back and see how many of these must-haves you're doing in your day-to-day life. Okay, so you are sleeping very well. Seven to nine hours, you're staying hydrated, drinking two or more litres of water a day. You're moving more than ever, eating the right amount of calories and being consistent with all of the above. What do you do now? What is the next step for a fitness beginner once you've nailed the must-haves? Well, brilliantly, I've had a handful of listeners send in questions wanting them to be answered on the podcast. And I've managed to pull out five that work really well with today's topic and are actually going to help me answer that question. So let's jump straight in. Question number one comes from Shannon. What exercise should I be doing? Now, this is an unbelievably common question as the same with diets and anything else to do with health and fitness. There are thousands of people telling you that their preferred method is the only method and that's exactly what you should be doing so it's easy to get confused but to me to put it simply the exercise that you should be doing especially as a fitness beginner is anything that you actually enjoy doing whether that's zumba jogging body pump swimming whatever it is the most important thing to remember is that exercising and being active is a positive thing more often than not People see it as some kind of punishment because they've been overeating, they've added unwanted body fat or whatever the reason is, but they see it as a negative. Therefore, they feel like they need to punish themselves by doing spinning classes, even though they despise being on a spinning bike. So first step is to figure out what you enjoy doing, or at the very least, don't hate doing, and make that your first port of call when it comes to the type of exercise that you should be doing. Outside of that, I would definitely recommend trying to include resistance training. Now, this doesn't need to be Olympic weightlifting or throwing tons of weight around or using barbells. It could literally be bodyweight exercises on the floor in your front room. Bodyweight squats and doing push-ups with your hands on a coffee table or on your sofa are an absolutely fantastic way of getting into resistance training if you have no prior experience. And just spending a little time on YouTube, on Google, or even just joining my free academy will give you everything you need to start adding a bit of resistance training into your exercise routine. Question number two comes from Sarah. How many calories should I be eating per day? Again, another very, very common question. And as mentioned earlier, it depends completely on your goal and your specific details as a human being. But let's talk in terms of fat loss because that is by far the most common reason someone would be tracking calories, especially at the start of a year as a very high percentage of New Year's resolutions will be to reduce fat, to lose weight, etc. To lose fat, you have to be in a calorie deficit. A calorie deficit is the only thing that will make your body drop body fat and therefore lead to you losing weight 
by losing body fat. Now, a big misconception is that you need to be in a massive calorie deficit to lose body fat, which you don't. Maintenance calories. This will be a big enough deficit to... This, this will give you a big enough deficit for you to be losing body fat, but not so big that it This will give you a big enough calorie deficit that you will start to lose fat, but not so large that you struggle to stick to it. Yes, it will take you a little bit longer to lose the same amount of fat, struggling like mad and then inevitably falling off the wagon and not being in a deficit at all. You're going to lose more fat over time by being in a smaller deficit, but one that you can manage and doesn't massively impact your life in a negative way. So just be honest with yourself with what you think you're going to be able to stick to again jump on my calorie calculator and work it out it will give you options for the 15 percent 20 percent 25 percent and if you're unsure start with a smaller deficit and if you're finding it easy you can always increase that deficit or if you're feeling super confident start with a bigger deficit but just remember that you can shorten that deficit down if you are struggling it's not a competition you're just trying to find the sweet spot for you as an individual Okay, question number three comes from Peter. How do I stay motivated? The best way I can explain motivation is with a quote. That quote goes, Motivation gets us going and discipline keeps us growing. Simply put, this means that we can't rely on being motivated because more often than not, we are not going to be motivated. So we need to learn to be disciplined. Now, don't get me wrong. Motivation is a wonderful tool and motivation is what gets people joining the gym, speaking to a personal trainer or a coach, investing in a programming, signing up for free apps, whatever it might be. Motivation more often than not is what gets people started on their health and fitness journeys. But I can promise you right now, more often than not, you will not be motivated to exercise, to go for that extra walk, to scan your calories into an app that you're using to track them. Instead, use that motivation to get started, figure out what it is that you're going to be doing, how you're going to be doing it, how you're going to track things, and then turn that motivation into discipline. And discipline can sound like a scary word, I get that, but it doesn't need to be overly complex. When you're motivated to start, to start training, start eating better, to start losing some weight, the way you turn that into discipline is to sit down, use that motivation to look at your day-to-day -day life, figure out where you have the time to go to the gym, to train at home, to do whatever it is you're going to do. Use that information to make a plan, whether that's in the diary in your phone or whether you've got a physical diary or on a whiteboard on your fridge, whatever it is. But make that plan, put it down and hold yourself accountable. Again, motivation gets us going, but discipline keeps us growing. Question number four from Chloe. Should I get a trainer slash coach? Yes, everyone. I mean, everyone from beginners to experienced people can benefit from having a coach. Do you know everything? I know for a fact that I don't. And that's why I'm in contact with professionals, coaches, and I speak to them, learn from them, take in their content so that I can expand and improve my own knowledge. And that's essentially what you would be doing from a trainer or a coach. And the good news is that nowadays you have more options than ever 
when it comes to finding a personal trainer or a coach that can help you. You can find them in person in a gym or there are plenty of good online coaches out there now that can help you in the same way, just digitally online from a distance. Regardless of which route you find a trainer or a coach, they will help you to stay accountable, teach you about exercise and diet and nutrition and just being active and hopefully give you all the tools you need to succeed. Of course, the most important thing that you need to remember if you're gonna work with a trainer or a coach is that no matter how good a coach is, unless you really want to change, there isn't much they can actually do for you. You have to commit to the process, commit to being coached, commit to being trained for the process to actually be beneficial. Nobody is going to be able to make you lose fat if you don't really want to commit to the process of losing fat. And the last question of today, question number five, comes from Dave. I've been in a calorie deficit for two weeks. Why haven't I lost any weight yet? From the must-haves we talked about earlier. And the answer to this question, be patient. Now, assuming that Dave is tracking everything how he should be, he's being active and he is actually in a calorie deficit, the only reason Dave will not have lost body fat and therefore weight yet is just because it hasn't happened yet. There's a very simple truth of fat loss that most people trying to sell you products or diet plans and things like that will not promote to you. And that truth is that fat loss is not linear, which basically means if you were looking at your fat loss on a graph, it will not be a straight line down from one side to the other showing a reduction in body weight. For example, you could be someone that started on a calorie deficit, lost no weight for weeks one and two, lost four pounds in week three, stayed the same weight in week four, went up half a pound in week five, and then came down another five pounds in week six. Then again, you could be someone that lost two pounds every single week for six weeks. We're all individual, we're all different. It depends on a million different things that are happening in and around our lives on a daily basis. So if you have a week where you're making the right choices, you're doing what you need to do, it doesn't change, don't panic. It doesn't actually represent that much when it comes to you making progress. Have you been sticking to your calories? Awesome. Have you been moving more throughout your day? Amazing. Have you been making those healthier choices that you really wanted to get in the habit of making? Legend. That is progress. That is real change. Fat loss, weight loss will follow those things. But at the end of the day, the number on the scale is purely your relationship to gravity. That's it. It means absolutely nothing else. Hopefully you have enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you to everyone that sent in questions, especially those five whose questions I used on today's show. If you're listening and you have a question, by all means, fire it in. You can do that via email, on social media, or by submitting a voice recording through my podcast website. If you don't already follow me on social media, please go and do that. Please subscribe to today's podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, share this episode with your friends. Happy 2021. Much love for listening to today's shows and I'll see you all in episode three. Thanks guys. See ya.